Who cares? Come on, everybody. No, 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 no. Welcome to the Harland Highway, Earthlings. I am your leader. Yes, I am your leader for the next half hour. Harland Williams here, guiding you down the Harland Highway. And uh, interesting show today, if I do say so myself, because I did the show, so I guess I have to say that. Um, Today we're going to be talking about um, kind of a serious topic, kind of the meltdown of the United States of America. Not the whole thing, but pieces of it on a whole. The way that um, the United States is maybe losing sight of, of some of its rules, some of its regulations that are watering down us as a society, in my fair opinion. Uh, We're going to be talking about government secrets. There's a whole bunch of government secrets out there that you didn't know about. Uh, We're going to be talking about technology. Are you falling in love with your cell phone? Do you have a relationship with it? We're going to talk about it. And then a weird hobby, people who watch airplanes. Stop watching. Just listen to the Harland Highway. Just made a wrong turn. Would you kindly shut your mouth? Onto the Harland Highway. Oh, it's lovely. It's just lovely. The Harland Highway. Hi, Harland. I'm Teddy Ruxpin, and I'm your friend. Riding down the Harland Highway. I'm not your daddy. Well, hello, 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 and how are you today? Welcome, one and all, to the highway. Yeah, the Harland Highway, and I'm your driver. I'm your limo driver, Harland Williams. And we're driving across America today, and I'm seeing a problem, okay? I'm seeing a problem here in America. I'm seeing a watering down of America. I'm seeing a meltdown, a breakdown of a system. You know, as free as a society is, everything kind of has to work within a system. Even nature works within a system or ultimately nature fails. Okay? There's the seasons, there's the ebb and the flow and the tide and the rising of the waters and the floodplains and the receding of the waters and seasons of growth and seasons of mating. There's a structure, there's a game plan. And in any country, for it to succeed, it needs to have boundaries, needs to have parameters, It needs rules in order to function, and this country, and I hate to start the podcast off on a gloomy note, a gloomy note, Christopher Walken, but man, things are getting watered down, okay? I watched um, some kind of political debate the other day on one of the obscure like C-SPAN channels or something like that where a bunch of American senators were talking about important issues, and I believe it was a Republican senator. I can't remember names, so whatever, but this is what I heard. A Republican senator started talking about illegal immigrants, okay? People who come into the country illegally, 
stay here illegally, reside here illegally, work here illegally. Now, immediately, your mind's probably going to Mexicans. Well, no. An illegal immigrant, just so we get off on the right foot here, could be a Mexican, it could be a Canadian, it could be a European, it could be a Russian, it could be anyone from anywhere else in the world that enters this country illegally, which means it's illegal for them to be here, it's it's illegal for them to have entered, it's illegal for them to stay, okay? Illegal means illegal, okay? So this this Republican senator started talking about illegal aliens, and one of the um, Democratic senators chimed in, and without batting an eye, he responded like this. The, the Republican was like, yes, and uh, we have a problem with these illegal aliens. They need to be documented. And then cut to the Democrat going, uh, yes, I think the undocumented immigrant uh, should uh, be dealt with accordingly. And wait, 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 what? what? Undocumented immigrant? Um, okay, yeah, that's another way of saying it. That's a way of saying it so that you take the word illegal out of the equation and you take the word alien out of the equation and you water it down and make it less offensive to who? The person that's being illegal? The person that's breaking the law? And and in 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 watering down this title, this name, aren't you duping the American public by kind of pushing those terms out of the vernacular, eliminating them from the vocabulary? So that, uh, you know, the public maybe gets trained not to hear the word illegal or alien. And therefore, when someone says undocumented immigrant, people become desensitized and go, oh, well, that sounds an undocumented immigrant. I think I'd like to have a bowl of soup with that fella. That sounds kind of cheery. By the way, what is an undocumented immigrant? Is that like a tourist from Sweden who came to Disneyland and their passport fell out when they were on the uh, the roller coaster? Oh, poor fella. No, cut it out. It is an illegal alien, man. Quit watering things down to the point where they have no meaning. They, they You change the meaning that it doesn't matter anymore that you're you're cutting the person committing the illegal act a break come on man shame on you for doing that you got to call something what it is you know i mean if someone's caught shoplifting what what are they suddenly uh he's not a shoplifter he procured some no cost items what I thought he stole them. No, 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 no stealing involved. Procured no-cost items. Oh, uh, you mean like it was on sale? Maybe. Oh, well, I'm confused, and your language has kind of mixed me up. I'm not sure what the real meaning is. Procured no-cost items. Get it? I, I don't think so. 
I mean, what the hell? How about, what do we want to call rape now? Uh, unplanned intercourse. What? Uh, Your Honor, my client is not guilty of rape. My client is only guilty of some unplanned intercourse. Oh, well, if it's just unplanned intercourse, I, I don't see a problem there. And by the way, Your Honor, he's an undocumented immigrant. Oh, well, let's get some soup out. And what, the poor fellow loses passport over at Disneyland? Yes, but don't worry, Your Honor. He procured a new one at no cost. Oh, okay. Do you see what's happening here, folks? You're getting duped. You're getting tricked. You're getting people to try and change terminology, thinking they can sneak it by you. And to not bat an eye and just blatantly do it. And I'm not Republican. I'm not Democrat. I'm all about people doing a good job regardless of what party they're with. So don't think I'm sitting here taking sides. If it was reversed, I would have called the other party out. But in this case, it was a Republican saying illegal alien. And it was the Democrat cleverly rearranging the words. So it was a harmless sounding undocumented immigrant it's got to stop you know next thing you know you're you're watering down the military you're watering down the whole backbone of this country until all the people that shouldn't be doing things are getting away with it people that are entering illegally people that are stealing people that are raping people that are doing harm to the country that aren't doing things the right way, aren't following due process, which I'll go back to the beginning of my statement, is what keeps something functioning. All right? It's like a society is like an engine. You got to keep it lubricated. You got to keep it oiled. You got to make sure all the parts are working to run smoothly. And if you don't, you're going to break down at the side of the road and get attacked by vultures and the mutants from the hills have eyes, and you can kiss your your sweet society goodbye that was running so well. There you go. So be careful. Watch yourself out there. Don't be fooled by the wordsmiths on Capitol Hill who who want to dupe you with their clever uh, with their clever talk. And be aware, man. Call people out on that crap. Just like I'm calling them out right effing now. And that wasn't a swear word I just did. That was a um, a hard English um, consonant. Let's see, I don't even know what that means, but that's what we're going to get to. Oh, is your head spinning? Mine is. Um, let, let's send a message to those guys that are at... Uh, They've got their intelligence at altitude. In other words, th- they better they better wise up. They better they better get their uh, their brains out of the clouds and uh, not try to trick us because we're not that dumb right here on the Harlan Highway. Hi, this is Harlan Williams. And the government doesn't want you to know. Did you know that pumpkins are the only living organisms with triangle eyes? 
Do you know that if you were to stab a pumpkin in the eyes with two isosceles triangles, people would just think the pumpkin was wearing glasses? I mean, come on, come on. Come on, come on now. Won't you, hey? Okay, got that out of my system. Um, let's talk about something that's becoming more and more and more and more every day a part of our lives. I mean, it already is integrated, but I think it's just going to get more and more and more and more and more. Um, computers, technology, Apple. Are you on an Apple, people? Do you know that I'm recording this podcast on an Apple right now on my iBook? Yeah, my Pro Mac iBook Pro Apple Macintosh Pro Book Mac i. Wow, Apple is, they got all the eyes. They're, they're, they should call themselves potato. You know, move right out of Apple and go right into being a potato because they got so many eyes. I've bought the uh, iBook, the iMac, the uh, iPod, the iPhone, the iPad, and at the end of it, I broke, okay? Yeah. The net result of all those items is I broke. <laughs> they really hook you in, don't they, man? And all, all their systems, all their technology, all their gizmos are integrated, right? They all hook up to each other and communicate with each other. Kind of a little spooky. And the iPad, man, like, you know... I. I I seriously wonder if the iPad, if many people, many women in particular, are going to think it's a tampon. Right? Like one of those things you put in your undies. Because it seems like Apple is coming out with everything. So why not assume that iPad is an iPad for your busiest day of, you know, bleeding? I hate to be graphic, but, you know, do you think some idiot you know, goes into the Mac store and buys a $400 iPad and shoves it in her panties and tries walking down the street with this big rectangle in her pants. <laughs> Super absorbent iPad. And coming soon, eye wings for those later days. Yeah. I mean, it's hard not to fall in love with this technology, right? It's like, uh, hey, Jim, how's it going, man? Oh, pretty good, pretty good. I got a girlfriend. No way, man. Who is it? Oh, she's great. Really? How come? Well, we talk all the time. We, we watch movies together. We play video games together. We talk on the phone together. We text. We do it all, man. Wow, sounds really great. What's your name? iPhone. Excuse me? iPhone. I'm in love with my iPhone. We're going out to dinner in 10 minutes. I can't talk. Where are you going? I don't know, but we're going somewhere where I can look into her eye. And I don't know. Just leave me alone with my iPhone. <laughs> oh, God. It won't be long till iPhones are talking to us. And people really will be in love with them, right? You can go out to dinner with someone and, and you know, 
They can't keep away from their phone. It could be a first date. It could be your wife. It could be whoever. In the middle of your dinner, they'll pull out their phone and start texting like the like it's the end of the world. Like, oh, my God, I better interrupt this wonderful romantic dinner with this guy I just met for the first time because I've been having trouble dating. I've been having trouble holding on to a relationship. But um, this guy's great. He's got everything I want, all the requirements. I think he's the one. But right in the middle of a romantic dinner, I better text Lucy and tell her that I saw sex in the city today just so she knows that I saw it. Wait, where's he going? What? Come back. I was just texting. You're perfect for me. Why? Oh, well, at least I got my phone. You know, good Lord. Yeah, people are in love having relationships with their iPhones. I wonder when it's going to get, like, too weird, like sexual. And believe me, don't think I'm joking here. They, They will come up with it. Something will come along that suddenly makes your phone sexual. And I'm not talking about just watching porno movies on YouTube or whatever. Some kind of button or switch or application. Suddenly you'll be able to have intimate relations with your phone. Hey, baby, you want to do it tonight? Oh, yes. Press my five and my four number. Oh, we did that last night. Can I press the six and the nine? I don't do 69. Well, I'm getting a new phone then. Sorry, you had me for two years. You signed a plan. Oh, Christ. Okay. Right? <laughs> oh, God. You just know something's coming down the pipe. And then now I've seen something interesting on uh, online, of course, where Apple supposedly in the rumor mill is starting to get into, like, clothing. And eyewear. And I'm not talking about like just, you know, they're designing sports suits or spandex for the gym. They're designing interactive clothing that's got like computer capabilities in it, like sensors and keypads. And somehow your clothing is communicating with your brain and your body. And I saw an article where they're, they're developing uh, eyewear that's going to integrate you know, computer logic and, and the eyewear is going to see what, you know, the computer and the eyewear is going to see what you're seeing, obviously. And, and it's, it's said in this article that, that the, um, the uh, eyewear is going to help you make decisions. Wow. Imagine that you're just on the way to the store to pick up some milk and some butter and suddenly your glasses are going, why don't you go to the Mac store? Huh? What? Who said that? It was me, your glasses. What? What? Go where? I know you're going to get milk and butter, but uh, wouldn't it be great if you dropped by the Mac store? Hmm, now that you mention it, maybe pick up a new $3,000 computer and some programs and... Well, I can't afford that. Oh, I think you can. Are you helping me make decisions? Mm, yep. Okay, I'm going to do it. Smart move, because I was about to make you steer your car into that tree and kill you. What? Nothing, Hal. I didn't say nothing, Hal. Why don't you go to the Mac store now, Hal? Daisy, Daisy, I love you. I'm half crazy over the 
there you go. I slipped right into 2001 A Space Odyssey. Oh, it's getting creepy, but somehow I like it. I like it. It's all a big government plan. They're taking over. Hi, this is Harlan Williams. And the government doesn't want you to know. Did you know that soup is not soup? Soup is actually old people's bathwater. Skin flakes and chunks and old people broth. That's where soup comes from. The government doesn't want you to know. I mean, come on, come on. Come on, come on now. Won't you hey, hey, come on? And here's an observation I've made about some of our bigger, bulkier technology, airplanes. We've all flown, at least most of us. And if you haven't, um, welcome to the Flintstones. Um, uh, But have you ever noticed at airports, okay, next time you're flying in or you're landing, take a look at the perimeter. Look at the end of the runway or take a peek up on the roof, the, the, the highest level of the parking garage. Um, you know, people can park up on that, that final layer up on the roof. You drive around in circles and circles and circles till you finally get to the top. Check that out because what, what we have are these weird people. And if you're, if you're one of them and you're listening, you're just weird. There's people that go to the airport. They don't have a bag packed. They're not going on a trip. They go to the airport and wallow in the exhaust fumes of the landing jets and the departing jets. And they stand, they stand outside the fence leaning on their cars or leaning over the roof of the, uh, the garage, the top floor of the garage. And they go there and they watch planes land. There's this little group of people. I guess that's their hobby. They they don't like nature, so they didn't bother do do, do any bird watching. You want to go look for the rare three-crested honey dripper bird? Hell no. I don't want to go in the woods. Can't we just go to the airport and watch a jet land? Okay, sounds fun. I mean, what what the who came up with that hobby? That's like standing on an overpass on a highway and watching cars go by. What? I mean, how does that work? You go to the airport, it's like, there goes a jet. There goes a jet. There a jet landed. Another jet landed. There's another one taking off. There's another one landing. There's another one taking off. Another one landed. Another one took off. Okay, that's six hours. Let's go home. What the hell is that? You know what I think it is? I think it's the Evil Knievel syndrome. And for those of you younger listeners who don't know who Evil Knievel is, and you should just because of that kick-ass name, Evil Knievel was a stunt motorcycle guy from the 60s and 70s. I think he even went into the 80s a little bit. And he was like one of the top guys in the world who would jump his motorcycle over ridiculous things like, you know, I actually saw him live jump 13 Mack trucks once. And he did it flawlessly. But this guy used to jump over the fountain at Caesar's Palace in Vegas. He would 
jump over cars. He would jump over, you know, all kinds of things. And I think the reason people really went to see him was not to see him do a nice jump. They wanted to see him wipe out. I think what they really were paying for is hoping he'd have a spectacular crash. Bike exploding on impact, his raggedy and body flopping and flipping and spinning out of control for 600 feet before it smashed into a wall. And he just laid there limp with bones broken and stretchers and ambulances and fire extinguishers. So I'm I'm wondering if these people that hang out at the airports, if they're just, you know, waiting to see a plane crash. I mean, you got to figure there's got to be an end game to the whole, you know, watching the planes take off and land. It's not that exciting. So I'm guessing there's kind of a dark side to these hobbyists who are just waiting for like a Southwest airline to flip end over end or, you know, uh, an American jumbo jet to lose its brakes and crash through the uh, terminal or, you know, an, a British Airways jet to blow up in flames or careen off the end of the runway or something. Because, uh, if you're going to the airport and watching planes uh, go up and down, you might as well get a job at a office building and stand there and just ride the elevator all day. Kind of weird, but maybe that's a good thing because that's what I kind of like here on the Harland Highway is weirdos. Hi, this is Harlan Williams. And the government doesn't want you to know. Did you know that people with moles are really catfish? That when you see those hairs coming out of their moles... Those aren't hairs. They're catfish whiskers. Try throwing a hook with a worm on the end of it in front of someone with a mole on their face and watch how fast they go for it. People with moles are catfish. I mean, come on, come on. Come on, come on now. Won't you hey, won't you hey? Come, come, come on. Yes, come on indeed. And when I say come on, come on this weekend, people. Okay, if you live in uh, Indianapolis or Indiana or Columbus, Ohio, or even in Ohio, this is the big weekend where yours truly is bringing his major stand-up show to beautiful theaters. Uh, I will be April 2nd, that's Friday, April 2nd, at the Anderson... um, in the city of Anderson at the Paramount Theater, uh, a wonderful, gorgeous theater where I'm going to be doing my stand-up show and then an intermission and then a sketch show uh, with uh, comedy participation and improvisation, and it's just going to be a blast. Um, So get your tickets. You can go to ticks.com for that, or you can go... For the show in Columbus at the Southern Theater, which is the next night on Saturday, April 4th, you can go to Ticketmaster and get your tickets there where we will be doing the same show, just another gorgeous, beautiful theater. 
So I cannot wait for that. And if you don't uh, live in the neighborhood, please alert your friends that do live in the neighborhood. It is going to be a sweet, sweet show. Um, And then if you live uh, further away, if you're in the Florida area, yours truly, me, again, will be at the Improv in Miami, Florida. Uh, That will be uh, April 15th through the 18th. Great times to be had down there. And, um, you know, maybe if you're one of those plane watchers, you can stand at the end of the runway and watch my plane come in. And, uh, you know, maybe I'll save my chicken breast from the meal and throw it out as we're flying overhead and try and whack you in the forehead. Would that be fun? Um, So there you go. Uh, Thank you so much for visiting the podcast today. I hope you're having a good time. I sure am. Feel free to uh, leave me your phone calls at 323-215-1486. And uh, hope to catch you next time. And until then, my friends, chicken chow main, baby. Hi, this is Harlan Williams. And the government doesn't want you to know. The candles come from factories in Cambodia where children have their earwax scraped out three times a day. So if your house smells like the inside of a Cambodian kid's head, now you know why. The government doesn't want you to know. I mean, come on, come on. Come on, come on, hey. Come on, come on, won't you now? Hey, 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 hey.